Hello and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Friday, February 7th. Your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that really doesn't know what to say about last night's game. Throw it away. Yeah. Throw everything away. I want to delete that from my memory. Hopefully they do too. Yeah. So, before we get started, we just want to remind you that Locked on Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, subscribe to get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network, your team, every day. We're your hosts. I'm Danielle. And I'm Rachel. And today, we are going to recap as much as we can of that Devils game, preview Saturday's game against the Capitals, and then finish up with our gritty thing of the week. As a reminder, you can follow us on Locked on Flyers, tweet us any of your questions for our weekly mailbags that we have every Wednesday, or just let us know how you think the Flyers are doing and scream about that Devils game with us. (laughs) You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. So let's get to screaming, Rachel. (laughs) Oh my Um, God. 46 shots on goal. Can we just start there? 46. Like... (laughs) like i'm laugh crying right now honestly i'm like i think i jinxed the team because when we previewed the devils i was like no i have confidence in them like the devils are a hard team they'll get you but i just have confidence in the flyers and watching that game last night made me think it just brought me back to last season um maybe the flyers weren't as dominant but just Every mistake they made, the other team capitalized off of it. And anything, like any advantage they could have had, they just didn't capitalize off of it. I mean, that's exactly what it was. Especially, you know, you look at the third period and the Devils had three shots on goal. And how many goals did they score in the third period? (laughs) Three. (laughs) Three goals on three shots. That's not... Yeah. It's not like the Devils were playing especially well, first off. And secondly, it's not like the Flyers were that terrible defensively overall. I mean, Ghost probably didn't have the greatest night, but it was his first night back. And so he's going to be a little bit rusty. I just felt so bad for him on that one missed puck that led to the, uh, I think it was Miles Wood's second goal. Yeah, that one, that was tough. Um but I, I don't like like you said. I, I don't think you can blame that loss on Ghost. Like it was his first game back. It's unrealistic to think that he's gonna have an amazing game back. But it just, it was just the mistakes were just so glaring. Kind of like how all of Ghost's mistakes have been this season. It just was like the wrong time to have like a turnover. It really was. Because honestly, going into the third period, I felt like they still had a shot in the game. Given how many chances they got in the second period and, the you know, even a couple off the post, mm-hmm. I just felt like something was going to go. And then it just didn't. And, yeah, and then it yeah. got worse. Yeah, it got out of hand in the third period. Um, I, what did you think of goaltending? Elliot... I don't know. It that. it was a tough it was a tough game for him. He I don't think it was too bad at the beginning, but both the third and fourth goal he could have had. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a rough night for him. I thought I the fourth one was kind of just like where I was. Just, 
it just, yeah, it was just, like, not a good night for him. Even, like, just to start it off. Like, I mean, obviously that first goal was a turnover, and that's really hard, but just, like, to let in a goal 15 seconds in was just tough. And so, I don't know. He didn't look as strong to me, like, even... Even in like the first and the second period, he just, I don't know. And we talked about the last game he played that he was doing a better job with the rebound control. And that, I think, went away. Yeah, yeah, yes. I I didn't see that. But, I mean, to be fair, I don't know. Because like you said, like I didn't think that the Flyers played horrible in front of him. It was just like certain mistakes, like certain mistakes and like turnovers in an, in a different, like a month ago, you would have got a save on one of those, like a really good save. Obviously, I mean, those you can't count on getting those like saves all the time, but I felt like normally they would have gotten a save on at least one of those goals. Yeah, although to be fair to him, you probably as a goaltender don't expect to face three breakaways on your team's power play. That, oh gosh, <laughs> let's talk about the power play. What is there to say? just so sloppy and I think it was indicative of the game overall and that's what led to those shorthanded chances Mm -hmm. for the Devils that they just were not crisp on their passes they were just bobbling pucks the whole game and it just made the power play even worse it did and it always seemed like it always just seemed like they weren't getting to pucks first on the power play like I didn't think that the devil's penalty kill was doing anything like unique special to get the Flyers off their game it was kind of just like the Flyers didn't their power play just didn't look good at all like the first power play looked horrible I think you I think you tweeted it out like saying was this the worst power play that they didn't get scored on or something like that yeah and I yeah I agree with you it was by far, I think, the worst power play they have had all season, save any that obviously they got sh- scored on. It was just awful. Zero offensive anything mm-hmm. during it, which is really not going to help when you're already, you know, c- trying to come from behind straight off the gate. So, yeah, not great. It wasn't great at all. I did. I felt a little bad for Giroux in this game because, you know, we talked about him and his production yesterday, and I felt like this was another game where it was really clear that he was putting pucks in the right spot Mm -hmm. and people just weren't handling them well. You know, they were missing the net entirely or just not even getting a shot off. And so I, I do not feel like it was any lack of effort on his part. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you, and it's kind of like once you talk about it, you start to notice that. Do you think that that line of JVR, Drew, and TK will stay together? I mean, obviously, um, after this game, I think Vigneault is going to make some changes. Do you think that he touches that line? It's very possible. I mean, he moved Bunneman up to the top six for a portion of the game, at least, which was like, what is even happening here? <laughs> Yeah, but I guess he was, he was just trying anything at that point, you know. Yeah, yeah. Listen, there wasn't, there's not, there wasn't a lot of good things um, about this game, but I didn't think that Albe Kubel, Bunneman, and I think Andriov looked horrible together. I didn't think that Bunneman looked amazing; that he needed to be bumped up. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, mm-hmm. and you know, I think 
Pitlick was noticeable, but he did mm. make a couple mistakes over the course of the game. Uh, I thought Abe Kubel was aggressive in his normal way, but just wasn't producing anything mm-hmm. in the end. And then Jake, I think, was just sloppy. There was a couple of times where he had the puck in the zone and then just kind of messed around with it for a little bit and didn't really do much. And then the chance, the window for oh, that chance yeah. was gone, you know? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I Like you said, I, I didn't think that anyone really stood out that looked amazing. Um, and like you said, those, the players that like are consistently kind of stand out, like Pit Lake, you could like it, it was just noticeable their mistakes. I don't know what was what was up. Nobody really had a great game overall. No, I will say Hayes and Lawton looked pretty good together. I mean Hayes, I felt like just had a snake bit game. Yeah, but I thought the two of them looked all right and were at least connecting. Mm-hmm. There was a good chunk of five on five where it was like Pit, like Hayes and Lawton together, and I I did think that mm-hmm. they they did pretty well um together um but when Hayes missed on that not like he just like ran out of room on that breakaway when he didn't score I was like oh it's it's I don't know about this one of those nights (laughs) I was like I don't know I honestly thought the lineup really missed Joel (laughs) Farabee I was really bummed out that he was sick and couldn't play and hence Andrioff being in the lineup but Oh, yeah. Hopefully he'll come back. Yeah, they didn't say anything like, I mean, they didn't really get, they just said he was sick. So hopefully it's nothing that's going to keep him out too long. It's not um, anything too serious. And hopefully we'll just move on to the next one. Yeah. We actually had some uh, pregame notes that we didn't even get into. I mean, obviously Ghost was in for Haig um, and Andrew, like you said, got called up um for Faraby, who was out. Um, but then we, we saw Nolan Patrick practice with the team uh, two days in a row. The first one was more of a skills-type practice, and then he did practice with the guys um, on Friday morning, or Thursday morning. Yeah, I don't want to get overly excited about it, but two days in a row is great, and hopefully he'll be involved more and more and. uh We'll get to see him play. But again, I hope they just do it in the right time in the right way. That's the most important. Yeah, I agree. I I I don't know if maybe I'm just like not in the right places or I don't see these comments, but a lot of people were thinking that, oh, everyone needs to calm down. Like no one's not gonna play on Saturday. And I'm like, who is thinking that this kid who has not played an NHL game since last season is jumping into the lineup on Saturday. Like, I don't know. I'm, I didn't see that online or from any people that I follow. Um, but I saw, like, a lot of responses to that. Um, but I thought it was just really good to see him on the ice. And I know that players who are sick or injured, um, they're all, they're never with the team. They're always isolated. Um, they're never with the guys. And a big part of hockey um, is being with your teammates. So I, it was just good to see Patrick with the guys, for me anyway. Yeah, and I think that's the most important part of it right now. All right, let's wash our hands of <laughs> that game and look for, look into Saturday's game. Against the division and sometimes league-leading Washington Capitals. Uh, yeah, this is, is going to be the third meeting out of four for the Flyers versus the Capitals. 
And like you said, Rachel, they are first in the Metro with 77 points. Their home record is 26 and one. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> um, Sounds promising. Continue. <laughs> like, uh, so in their last 10, they are six and four. And they only lost three games in the month of January. However, one of those games were was against the Flyers. So there's a little positivity because we might need that after the awful taste in the mouth of the Devils game. The Caps, looking at their special teams, their power play is ranked 12th in the league, clicking at 20% exactly. Um, and their penalty kill is ranked second in the league um, at 84.7%, which... So we're saying the Flyers have to score five-on-five five goals here. I mean, yeah, that's that's going to be that's gonna be the challenge. I mean, with that penalty kill and the Flyers' power play, <laughs> it's going to need to be five-on-five. Five. So yes, like we said, this is going to be the third matchup. The Flyers have played the Caps before. The first time was in November the 13th. The Caps won 2-1, uh, to one, and Carter Hart was in net, and Giroux scored the lone goal for the Flyers. And then we saw the Caps again in January, on January 8th. The Flyers won 3-2, to two. Hart was in net again, and this time TK, Haig, and Hayes scored for the Flyers. If you if you take the Devils game out of it, <laughs> looking at the <laughs> Saturday's looking at Saturday's game, I mean, there you have to feel a little bit confident going in. I mean, the Flyers have beaten this team before, and then when they got beat by the uh, the Caps, it was a pretty tight game. All both of these games have been pretty tight, um, so it seems reasonable to think that Saturday's might be as well. It could be, and I know they match up pretty well I think mm-hmm. yeah I think the main thing we need to worry about is keeping Ovi from scoring a hat trick <laughs> good thing you brought him up because I was just going to say the only thing that worries me is just about everyone on the Caps team but specifically their captain Ovechkin is what's hotter than hot he is just like on he's a burning building right now he's just on fire he has three hat tricks in his last six games that's three hat tricks in his last six games and 14 goals in his last um, seven games. And he is two goals away from 700 goals in his career. I would not like for him to get that 700th goal against the Flyers. That would be pretty swell if the Flyers could prevent that from happening. I feel like we're setting ourselves up for disappointment <laughs> because it's just the narrative, like, of course. And the thing about these goals, the goals that he's scoring, like, it's like in two periods. It's not even like throughout a whole 60 minutes. Like, he's getting this done in like 30 or less minutes um, of a game. And I don't know. How do you stop Ovechkin? <laughs> Here's the thing is that, so the... The Caps recently played the LA Kings, and you're thinking, mm-hmm. oh, it's, it's just the Kings. How easy will this game be for the Caps? Well, the Kings actually have a defensive structure that kept the Caps from getting shots on net. And, you know, after getting more than 30 shots on net for eight games in a row, the Kings had been holding them. And it was just Ovi's hat trick in 
four and a half minutes <laughs> that broke through really for the for the Caps in that game for them to win it. So I think if the Flyers play like their defensive game that when they're at their best, they can manage this Caps game. They abs they absolutely can. It's just a matter of making sure that they're they have Ovi covered at all times and that they keep the caps from making these quick offensive plays where they have just these quick passing cycle plays that they do sometimes. And I think they can be successful here. Will they? I don't know. Yeah, that's it just depends on what fire team we're going to see on Saturday night, because like you said, um, there good defense is a really way to stifle the caps. But if you give them an inch, then Ovi scores a hat trick against you in four minutes. I, I don't know. I was confident. I was confident against uh, when we were previewing the Devils, and I don't know what to say against the Caps. But it's doable. But it's it's not going to be easy. And we're focusing on Ovechkin. But I mean, Kuznetsov, uh, Lars Eller has been heating up recently. T.J. Oshie, mm-hmm. Nicholas Backstrom. Carlson, Car- you, na- Gosh, Carlson. you name it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Michael Kempney yeah. is a very good defensive. Un- I mean, he doesn't get a lot of the shine because obviously Carlson and um, Orlov, but Michael Kempney is a very good defenseman that is really, um, really helps our offense on this as a second pair. It's just a lot. <laughs> and then when, you know, we move uh, past the forwards and the defense, we have to talk about goaltending. And their goaltender, uh, Ilya Samsonov, is playing very, very well. So his record right now is 16-3-1. And and he has a 2.21 goals against average and a 9.23 save percentage. Um, Before Washington's loss in regulation to Pittsburgh, uh, he won 11 straight decisions becoming the third rookie goalie to ever do so. And in that time, posted a 936 save percentage. So (laughs) when you get through the offense and the defense, their goaltending is playing really well. And it's surprising not to see that we're not talking about Holpe, but Samsonov is uh, one of the goalie prospects that we've heard for a while, especially when we were watching heart you know as a prospect or just go through um his time uh, being drafted Samsonov was another goalie that they talked about being very very good so he's up now and he is doing what they said he'd do he is and looking at the capital schedule I would have to guess that they're gonna split their two goalies between the Flyers game and the Islanders game and it's mm-hmm. whichever one they think will have a better matchup so I, I think Sansa Samsonoff is probably who we'll see but I would not be surprised if we saw Holby because the game after that those two for the Caps is the Avalanche and I think Samsonoff will definitely play that game so mm-hmm. I, I just I don't know but either one of them honestly could have a lights out game. I mean, we've seen yeah. Holby stone the Flyers many times in the past. And like you said, Samsonoff is just having a really great season so far. And so, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it could be either, but either doesn't seem promising. It will be a tough game, but we will see if the Flyers are up to it. 
that's it's really in their hands from here on now. Hopefully they have they feel enraged from losing against the Devils and come out very hard and very well, uh, very good defensively against the Caps. Just hoping for a nice recovery and a win. Welcome back once again to Locked on Flyers, your daily Flyers podcast on the Locked on Sports Network. It is Friday, so it's time to talk about gritty. Uh, let's get into our gritty thing of the week. So, not gritty wasn't really busy this week. We thought we'd see a lot of gritty on Thursday um, at the home game against the Devils, but <laughs> gritty was very low key this week. Yeah, and I unfortunately am stuck watching the Devils broadcast, so I couldn't even <laughs> get the like the fun side mm-hmm. stuff that the Flyers broadcast sometimes shows. So I didn't even see gritty the entire game. Yeah, which was very I, weird. Yeah, wasn't it? I didn't see him much on the Flyers broadcast uh, on my side either. It was kind of, it was a lot of like, what's going on? Here's how the Flyers can get back in the game. And then it was like, once the game was kind of over, it was like, all right, looking forward, looking to, like, let's talk about something else. But they didn't bring up Gritty. Um, but we still have some things. So let's get into our Gritty moments of the week. Um, so runner up. Let's start with on a Saturday, February 1st, Gritty was at the Avs game, of course, dressed up as our good old pal Andy Reid <laughs> and looked pretty, like, convincing. He did. It was such a great outfit with, like, the bold print shirt and looking like it really did look like Andy. And, like, it was, yeah, it was, like, halfway buttoned up. The big old mustache. The hat, the like ear, like headphone ear microphone that coaches use, of course, and then like the khaki pants. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know what side you were on. Like in my household, we we were happy for Andy Reid. It was about time. I mean, the Eagles won their Super Bowl, so it can't be too bitter. Good for him. But no. No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I that's didn't. Fair. I didn't feel too bad. That is what I'm saying. Like, I'm happy for Andy Reid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good. I was going to say, I mean, I know some people are like, half my family is like, screw Andy Reid. But then the half is like, all right, Andy Reid, good for you. Um, But it was funny. I thought that was really funny. And uh, wow. I mean, they really put Gritty in like the best outfits. And they had like a little sign saying Andy's playbook. I love that. Okay, and then the next thing was, this was after the Iowa caucus, and I don't know if anyone was paying attention to this, but um, someone tweeted out, like, a picture of Gritty on the signs and that Gritty won the Iowa caucus. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately, for some reason, this tweet got deleted, so we can't link it, but uh, it was somebody that I follow on Twitter who, you know, they usually put candidate's face in a circle with a check mark or something to indicate that (laughs) that candidate won and because of the mess that was going on with that election uh, somebody had tweeted a picture of Gritty having won it (laughs) which I thought was very funny and very clever Uh, but unfortunately we can't show it to you which bums me out it was perfectly timed like I mean, it really, was. and it and was. honestly, Gritty could have won write-in ballots. I don't know how that works, but maybe I would have voted for Gritty. 
Just kidding. That's important. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's get to our gritty thing of the week. The winner is Gritty playing basketball against nuns. So this was he Gritty visited St. Francis de Sales. It's a school in Philadelphia. Um, And what is like uh, everyone was in like the, the gym the gymnasium and all the kids were there and the nuns were playing basketball and Gritty <laughs> we all know that Gritty is very good at basketball because we've seen uh, Gritty at the Sixers game and then like hit that three well he played unreal defense against this nun like really and then the nun passed it to the other nun because it was two nuns against Gritty and the nun went to shoot it and Gritty just like knocked it right out of her her hands it was amazing and did the kind of taunting head shake <laughs> move and then the kind of belly yeah that thing i don't even like, know what to call that yeah like it's like a weird that belly thing that he does like he moves his belly up and down yeah the the defensive coverage honestly remind me of matthias steinbold on the sixers so I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying that's where Matias gets it from, Gritty, but Gritty came to play. And, like, the kids were, like, screaming. They loved it. Well, that's good. Yeah. Honestly, I loved it, too. It's on Gritty's um, Twitter account, and it's uh, the post that says, business as usual. (laughs) I need Gritty to run my social media accounts. I know. Same. So clever and so good. But, yeah. So, like we said, not too much. But that was definitely the winner out of the three. All right. So I think that wraps it up for us today. Um, Hopefully there's more gritty stuff next week. And hopefully, honestly, the Flyers get a win on Saturday. We really need it. (laughs) We do. We'll be back again on Monday to recap that Saturday game against the Caps and then preview the game against the Panthers, as well as talk about our nemesis of the week. Again, we're going to throw in another reminder to send us your questions in. We have mailbags every Wednesday, and we definitely want to hear from you. You can reach us on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers or at Gmail at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Danielle. You can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C. And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at Miriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. If you'd like to be a featured sponsor on the show, please email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com, and you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have a good weekend.